It's Vancouver's Podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Robert Smile coming to you today with Vancouver's Podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Dr. Keyes is president and CEO of Consulting Resource Group International, which has served thousands of companies, associations, industry groups, and leaders in over 30 countries. In the past 29 years, Ken has personally conducted more than 3,000 presentations and 10,000 hours of coaching and consulting. He is a highly sought after author, speaker, trainer, podcast host, TV and media guest. His latest books include Why Aren't You More Like Me, Deliberate Leadership, and The Quest for Purpose. Well, Dr. Keyes, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Well, my pleasure, Robert, and thanks for having us on the show. Okay, do you like to go by Dr. Keyes or Ken? Which which do you like to go by? It's Ken's fine. Okay. It, it, you know, if we want to say doctor, that's okay. Uh, uh, Ken is fine as well. I grew up on a dairy farm, so uh, we say Dr. Key so people know that I actually did some work. Okay. And then, and then, as far as the relationships go, it's Ken. Okay. So you grew up on a farm, but tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from. Give us the details on your current business. Well, I actually was, I grew, grew up here in Abbotsford, which is an hour out of Vancouver. And as I mentioned, I grew up on a dairy farm. And after working with my dad for a couple of years coming back from ag college, it didn't go so well. So I went off and got my own jobs in sales and actually worked for the federal government for a while in that space. And then I actually started way back in the 80s, my own sales training company. And that has really progressed to where we are now where I'm the owner of Consulting Resource Group, founded 40 years ago by Dr. Anderson, and we create psychological tools and assessments to help create self-awareness so that people can have professional mastery so they can live an intentional life. And that's what we do better than just about anybody else out there as far as helping people to create that awareness, that connection to who they are and where they need to go. Okay, did you need financing to start your company and how do you currently make money in the business now? Uh, I didn't need financing to get the company. We created a, a, a buy-in from Dr. Anderson. I bought the company 15 years ago, but I've been connected to the company since 1990. And so I self-financed that, and then I also created an agreement that I would pay them over profits over time. In terms of how we make money, uh, well, two or three different ways. All our tools and assessments are for a fee purchase. So if somebody wants to buy one of our personality assessments, it's $45, and there's that margin there in an online world. Uh, professional services, so if we want to go out and do a training or a keynote or a consulting or coaching. And then we're now building in another sort of legacy side where the online courses are now being launched with our company as well. Okay, what is the long-term vision, and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas, and where, beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Well, we're global already. We have all our tools translated in Chinese, and so I have a partner on the ground in Beijing. So how I see the company growing is the online space. I think about it, Robert. I started in this industry before there was even email. Whoa, whoa. Wow. I know people are listening to this. When I first got into this business as a trainer, I actually commuted and was the senior consultant for Chrysler, and I was 
commuting from Vancouver to Detroit every week for a year because we didn't have virtual business. So here's this podcasting we're doing right now. You're in one part of the world, I'm in another. This like was not possible. So our vision is, okay, technology now is allowing us to do things that we couldn't even fathom. So creating online legacy courses and product and processes on, with all our content. We have four and a half million words of content. We have 12 core assessments. So I'm building content around all of that. So we have this legacy. So that's leveraged out there 24 seven, just like this podcast can be listened to once we've done it once, anytime, anywhere for anyone. And that's really what we're going to do with our content, what we're doing with our content already. And then we're moving into as many languages as possible. So we're already in 12 different languages with our core tool. But we'll expand, you know, globally from there. In fact, I was just in a call uh, prior to this podcast to the Middle East and how, you know, we already have some tools in Arabic, how that would be leveraged into the entire area there. Okay, interesting. Okay, we've learned a little bit about you and we've learned about your company. Let's talk about Vancouver now. What are the biggest benefits for you in being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Well, I think for Vancouver, of course, those of us that are here, it's just lifestyle. It is a city that is vibrant, that has energy, that really there's a mix between where companies understand that I want to have lifestyle with business, meaning working 20 hours a day is not necessarily acceptable, acceptable in this environment. It's very entrepreneurial, so it's open to that. So you have those things that are going on. Now, on the other side, the challenge is it's so darn expensive to live here. And getting the right kind of quality people, I have a team or a staff around me, uh, you know, sometimes as many as 10, maybe sometimes as low as seven. And so getting the right quality individuals to work with you is a very expensive um, proposition as an entrepreneur and as, as a business owner. Trying to get them to come work for you and knowing that they know the price of uh, the cost of living in here in Vancouver is going to be a factor. Uh, absolutely, and, and also just enough qualified people. I, for a while, we had a position open for nearly two months and never even had an applicant. So that is part of where this the, there's a labor shortage of, it's really an employee's marketplace right at the moment from a quality point of view. Yes, there are some people that are out there, but for those of us on entrepreneurship and looking for, you know, the people that have the skills, it is a little bit thinner than it has been in the past. Okay, we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired or think about ideas and your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? Uh, it does because I'm a motorcyclist, Robert, and I love my motorcycle and I go for rides and I'm just an hour to Vancouver. Some of the best motorcycle riding in the world is here, so I go for a ride. What I did uh, in the fall, just before the weather turned, I went for two or three nine-hour rides. And just, I mean, totally just sort of in my space, on my own, don't ride with anybody else. And so I do that through, you know, within four or five hours of this location here. In the winter, uh, less so. I, I don't get to enjoy my motorcycle. And I haven't really thought about what is it I do except walk when it's not raining. Okay. 
Now, we have a lot of international listeners, so this next question, I want you to speak to them. If you were to start all over again, and you just moved here to Vancouver, B.C., but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do, and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Well, the key today is a network. You have to get plugged in in some kind of community. So if it's the Vancouver Board of Trade, one of the networking groups, you can't do it on your own. And like you said, if I don't know anybody, it really is about connections. Just as we got to know each other online and then had a conversation on Skype. And it, it's funny how uh, entrepreneurs really collect and then we support another, uh, one another. The other one is get a mentor, get a coach, or get into another mastermind group of other entrepreneurs to be able to kind of grow because they have the connections that you need and want to grow your business. And it's interesting, we really do want to help each other. Yes, we do, obviously. I mean, that's the purpose of uh, podcasting themselves is to kind of get the word out there about you and, and, uh, and let, the, let Canada know and the rest of the world. So these are the tools that you can use by networking, by meeting these people. So mm. what does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Uh, well, I, I do about... Um, 10 to 25 hours a week of reading and podcast listening myself. So not me doing my podcast, but listening to somebody else's podcast. So every morning I have three or four newsletters that come in that I go through. Uh, leadership, uh, spiritual matters, because that's a, an anchor point for me, uh, health and wellness, which we're an expert in as a health coach. And so I have specific things that come in. Uh, as far as just getting up and being connected to that. And I just allow myself to kind of ease into the day. Uh, I don't kind of say, oh, I got to get going on this. I just, I ramp up over time. And then by, you know, 8.30, I'm just already flying for an hour. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? I do believe that if you're wired or not, one of the things that entrepreneurs need to have, one of the one of the characteristics and traits, and we, te we teach this and we have an assessment for entrepreneurs, is you just have to have resilience. You have to have passion. You have to have connection to what you're doing. One of the mistakes sometimes, Robert, entrepreneurs do is they get into a business that has potential, but they have no love or passion of that business. Well, that that you can't sustain that engagement. And those of us that have been in business, there's moments when you say, man, is this really all worth it? And you have to be connected to what you're doing. There has to be sort of meaning in it for you to be able to kind of move forward. So that would be my thought on that. What books are you reading now and why are even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? Well, my books are mostly in the leadership space. So uh, Dr. Lance Secretan has a new book called, and because these are my podcast guests as well, you know, The Bellwether Effect. And what he was talking about is a lot of leadership myths that are out there. The best book for behavioral change for self and others that I've ever read is actually my colleague, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. And that book is called Triggers. And it really, he's the number one executive coach in the world. So those are two that are kind of on my plate. Now, when you think about personal professional development, I love Brendan Bouchard's work and his latest one on high performance habits. And he identified in that book, you know, when you think about entrepreneurs, what are the six habits of high performers? And so, and we're congruent in agreement of the research that came out of that work as well. Any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis? 
Well, I use our own assessments and tools and knowledge of those, so at the peril of being self-promoting. And as far as I have been using the triggers online um, process, I did that for about six months. I'm not using it right now. And that's a daily email of key goals that you have set as part of it. And that is through Marshall Goldsmith's work. And then I use our own assessments as far as our clarity of our values and my personal style and my wellness. All those are check marks that I have within the assessments that we have produced. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? I'd probably be in ministry. So I would be out there. I just think that, you know, we have an eternal part of uh, who we are and there's, that we're not physical people uh, out here. We're spiritual people having a physical sort of uh, manifestation. And so I just, that's where I would be at and said, hey, there's, um, there's a bigger picture that's going on and it has eternity in its uh, midst. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. Oh, uh, software writing. <laughs> Anything to do with IT? But never, 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 please. You even try to learn new software. I said, oh, uh, mm. fine, I'll do it. Uh, but it's just, it's not my favorite thing at all. You, can, you wouldn't create the, the next Windows 95? I don't think it's going to happen, Robert. Not anytime soon. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Uh, well, I sign just about every my every one of my books that I send out to people keep living on purpose. So, you know, p part of our belief system, you know, my, my purpose in life is to help others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And so that's our work. That's So if I don't know my purpose, Robert, you know, as an entrepreneur, then my purpose is to find my purpose. And so to kind of filter through it, and it takes work and it takes effort, but that's my quote is just keep living on purpose. And if you don't know what it is, then go find out and make that the priority. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? Uh, people that are critical and toxic. Toxic people, I have zero space for them. People who are negative? Yes, absolutely. I'm not saying not being real, but negative, draining, critical, spirit, toxic, no, 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 no. Negativity, yeah, okay. Yeah. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Energetic and encourager. I think I even got a little plaque way back in the early, in the late 80s when I worked in the sales rep, they called me Mr. Enthusiasm. So it was just um, part of what I have as a, like I've done other assessments out there. This is, Ken, you have a lot of faith in what's possible. So optimistic traits to say, to encourage people that no matter what, there is a positive thing here. And hopefully if we've had an interaction that you feel more encouraged about the opportunity or who you are or what you bring, every person matters. What keeps you up at night, if anything? Uh, just keeping the business going in, in, what I mean by this is, is that a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we build our business around us. And, you know, I teach not to do that, but even in my own business, how can I create a business that's independent of me showing up? So if I want to be and go down and visit you, which is a few hours flight from where we are right now in the sun and the fun for a month without worrying about the business or the business continuing to have legacy or leverage. 
that's what really keeps me thinking. Okay, I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be if you want to travel more, TEDx talk, write more books, philanthropy, anything like that? I love giving to individuals, and of course I talked earlier about my desire around ministry, so I still do some of that work and help people in that space. But if I was thinking about the top three things, is really want the company to grow into a fiscal place that when there is a need, when because we're really, you have to be careful how you do this, but we do have a generous heart, and we like to be able to give when a need is there to help others, uh, then that's for sure. The other side is to create the business. Now, I've traveled a lot. Is really create a business in a structure and a format and a flow that if I was to go away for three months or even six, I would come back It's worth more or doing more than when I left it. And that allows this independence to kind of go and be and do certain things that I want to do as far as just being able to give or to travel with my wife as we move, not to retirement, because you know we're just moving um, into our sixth decade and we're not there yet, but close, is to be able to have some flexibility to do these trips when and where I want rather than, okay, well, I really can't go right now because there's some projects on the board. But you want you're aiming for that flexibility to be uh, almost digital digital nomad like, or be able to work away, or would you take, or you just check out and travel? Well, I think digital go wherever I want. I mean, you're podcasting from another part of the world. You're not in Vancouver right now. Sorry to disclose no. your, yeah. your secret. That's fair. You're able to do that. Same thing with me is that for the most part, if I'm on the road, I'm online just about every day. But be able to have the business grow without my presence here and having the team, the leadership around me and grow to a size that I could have that kind of quality of person lead the company instead of me doing that. And so I really then get into the creation side of more content, more delivery, and then really the operation side and the growth and the business development left to some uh, for another group to do it within the sort of the vision of the company. Okay, do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout British Columbia? Well, one of the advice I hired, you know, a lot of times we try to do too much all at once as entrepreneurs. Okay, we're the bookkeeper, we're doing, you know, we're the sales rep, we're the develop, product developer, is, you know, one of the things that we teach is play to your strengths. Now, that doesn't mean when you first start that you can't, that you're not doing stuff you dislike. But understand what your strengths are and then hire your weaknesses or get advice or get mentoring or get coaching on those areas that you don't want to serve. Because here's the reality, is that if I'm not playing to my strengths, then my energy is not sustainable. And so when I first got into this business, I was doing everything, plus Robert, which we didn't talk about earlier, I had seven different businesses at one time. It was an absolute mistake. And the reason being, I was trying to get my creativity met by having all these different businesses rather than having variety within the business that I was creating. So I, I sold them all, all of them are gone except for this one business now. And so just my encouragement, you know, stay focused, get people around you who can compliment you. And in many cases they're different and even irritating because they're not you. And then pay attention to that and also get a mentor or coach that can help accelerate you, keep you on track and go forward. It's not, it's completely okay to ask for help and to have people around you to take you to the next level.
And I think delegate is the big message here too. I think that's one of the things that if you starting a business, you don't want to be doing all the bookkeeping, all the human resources, uh, you know, and and do your work. You want to do what you're good at and excel. Absolutely, at. Robert. Absolutely. Okay, Ken, you ready to have some fun? Absolutely. I'm here. I'm, yeah. I'm, are we not having fun? Oh, no, we're having fun, but now we're now we're going to step it up a notch. Okay. Okay. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? I'd probably last a month, I think, as long as the food was there. At least a month, maybe two. And what would I do is I would just contemplate. I'd probably be prayerful. I'd probably be reflective. Uh, I probably would write in a journal and maybe be writing some books. If I didn't have a computer, I would handwrite with a notebook if you gave me permission to have one of those. And just really be thinking about the next level that's possible and also just be thankful for all the things that have happened. So a good month before you call yes. the boat? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be out there for a while. <laughs> It will be. Okay. But I'm getting I'm getting a suntan. I just love relaxing and just getting in some vitamin D. Yeah, good idea. Okay. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Well, first of all, we have a gift for our listeners. And so they can go to my speaker site, which is KenKeys.com. So K-E-N-K-E-I-S.com. And then slash YVR, which stands for this pod podcast, Vancouver, YVR being the airport uh, signature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'd be able to find out more about myself, but also we have a free gift, gift for them. My book, The Quest for Purpose, the e-download, the full book, not just a little short uh, white paper. It's everything. They'd be able to get that free book there at KenKeys.com slash YVR. Fantastic. Okay. Well, Ken, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Robert. Okay. We'll see you next time. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes, and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time. 